guys what's up welcome back to the filipino fridays podcast we are on episode three i am your host oj along with my co-hosts hey i'm archie what's up y'all it's archia and we got an exciting episode for you today um first of all we'd like to say thank you to everybody who's tuned in who showed us some love um shout out to everybody who dm'd us and told us how they resonated with the episode because of that we got some really exciting guests coming on Mm -hmm. so thank you so much for tuning in continue to tune in and don't forget to share the podcast rate the podcast review it and also follow us at filipino fridays podcast podcast on instagram that's right so oj what is our topic for today today's topic is rolling the drum roll TFC. It ain't the show, y'all. Not the show. Nah, no love teams here. (laughs) TFC for today's episode will be toxic Filipino culture. Culture. That's right. This seems to be a common topic among the younger Filipino generation. And it's difficult to talk about it with the older generation because it's something that they don't acknowledge. But it's very much a normal part of our life, a normal part of our families. So we're going to kick it off. Now, you know, before cancel culture was invented or even labeled, <laughs> Filipinos started it. What's cancel culture? Always calling out somebody or um, making an opinion or judgment about them mm-hmm. and saying it to them, to their face with no sense of sensitivity, no sense. Like, it's just really an ignorant action. Fact. Right. And it is a regular thing that we had to face as, you know, a Filipino you know, millennial um, being canceled out, quote, really by our elders mm-hmm. or, you know, our titas or titos, <laughs> even our parents. Mostly our parents. Like yeah. That. What tends to happen in the family dynamic is we always have this struggle mm-hmm. with trying to understand each other in the family structure yeah. because... Obviously, as the younger generation, we're so accustomed to being in this hierarchy where it's one-sided, right? Mm -hmm. We can't make mistakes or there's no room to make mistakes. And they always tell you off that like, you know, you should have just listened to me. So yeah, Archia, you want to dive into that a little bit? (laughs) Well, I think there's like a, a really fine line between like tough love and just like rude, <laughs> you know? Yeah, most of it comes from family for sure. I think a lot of time you gotta have like thick skin, but there's like a time where it's, there's a, the lines crossed and it affects everything else. It's like See, that. but you know, but the thing is that you mentioned that line crossed, right? Yeah. But you don't really know what that, that line happens. is yeah. until, you know, the, like you're really done. Point. Yeah, you're like, you're really done with it, right? So yeah. while you're growing up, you, you see things, you witness things, you feel things, victim to things, <laughs> right? Until things get really, yeah, you hit a point and then it's like, well, okay, that's, that's, that's over the top. And that usually hits, I think, in teenage years. Yeah, for sure. Right? Because all you do is you listen to your parents. You listen. What they say is God's gospel, right? Yeah. It's yeah. Bible. Mm-hmm. Right? So you, you can't go against it. Yeah. And it's because they say, like, you know, you have to listen to me. I don't want you to make mistakes. They say that they explain that it's because they care about you. But sometimes, you know, um, what they do is they say hurtful things. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times they they don't mean it but let's be honest like it cuts right cuts deep 
And a lot of us, we shrug it off, we put it aside, we try to forget about it. But then, you know, as you get older, you get a bit wiser, and then you kind of acknowledge, like, oh, crap, like... That was me. Yeah, that that was me. That hurt, man. And, like, then it um, makes the relationship with your parents a little bit more complicated, right? I'll be honest, you know, I had a not-so-great teenage years. I followed my parents a lot. (laughs) What? I'm already rolling my eyes. (laughs) I, I didn't get along with my parents when I was younger because I was just so stubborn and I wanted to explore and do my own thing. And my parents are proud people, and they always insisted that I should listen to whatever they say so that I don't make any mistakes and my argument is always that in order for me to learn I need to make these mistakes right I need to fail and there's like I don't know how many of y'all out there that are older or the eldest kid like there is no room for mistakes in their eyes like you can't screw up right they have this expectation and so they pressure you a lot and so when you do screw up like they're they attack you about that and then it may, then you turn inwards and then it kind of erodes your self-esteem and then you start to question like your own decision-making capabilities and sometimes you get a little bit insecure or unsure of like what your next step is because your parents totally force you to to this way of thinking that they impart on you or impose on you because they think they're right Mm -hmm. right so yeah I'll admit it was a bit challenging and over the years and let's be honest and I hope this is okay with some of you keep it a (laughs) hundred we are gonna have to do the hard work right Mm -hmm. it's hard to teach old dog new tricks um it's hard even if we try to communicate with our parents like hey mom hey dad like that kind of hurts like hey by the way i'm of this age now i can come to my own judgments come to my own decisions but yeah uh, a lot of them are going to be set in their ways they're going to be set in their own thinking and with information and social media and the internet being in our our generation we have more disposal to evaluating things as we consume information and we can we can come up with our own conclusions and unfortunately with our generation we just have to learn to accept and work through that we're gonna have to put in the work (laughs) we're gonna have to you know figure out how to uh, bridge that gap with our parents with our elders in communicating to them effectively when you know when we hit a point where they're lecturing us even though they're not exactly correct. <laughs> yeah. We've all been through those three-hour lectures. <laughs> okay, we're sitting on the side of the bed. <laughs> You're not saying anything. Yeah. Your eyes are closing because they've been talking <laughs> for so long. Or PTSD coming back up. But, okay, well, let me play devil's advocate. Yeah, right? go for it. So the main idea of why they teach us this, they... they Raise us in a certain ways because they they're older. Mm-hmm. They, they have experience. They have experience. They they don't want you to make the same mistakes. They did that. They did. Yeah. And uh, you know, I have so many thoughts in my my head right now. Yeah. You gotta put it out. <laughs> oh man, I put it put, on the. Pod. I put my mom on blast, man. <laughs> oh my god. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to share too much about it. But yeah, of course. Just yeah, there have we've all experienced it. We've like yeah. it, if you say something, they it's considered talking back or disrespectful. And even if you communicate what you're saying, uh, for example, if they're telling you that 
you know, you're so dumb, you're so stupid, like, why did you make this mistake or whatever? And when you try to provide your own rationale, they either say that you're talking back or bastaska, but then at the same time, you're kind of like, okay, well, I guess I'm not able to express myself or I'm not able to communicate like how I'm able to feel. And um, unfortunately, a lot of families have to deal with that, right? A lot of the kids had to just keep that pain or or in translation they keep that um, hurt to themselves because they don't feel like they are able to communicate that with their parents or mm-hmm. they are able to communicate that with their guardians because of that's how the uh, Filipino household structure is built yeah <laughs> right I have, a, I have a story quick quick story. yeah for sure so I come home Mm-hmm. And I'm not the best student in well, now uh, in high school, so I get to come home. We all we're all we are all in family. We put on the answering machine because back then there was an answering machine, <laughs> right? So I get the principal <laughs> met, um, leaves a message that I, I'm not doing good in school, kind of skipping class, mm-hmm. and then you know the you that side eye from my dad. <laughs> oh no! Oh my god. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead. Yeah. And I really thought I was going to die around. So he, he says, you know, blah, blah, blah. You're so stupid. Who you think you are? Yeah. And he kept. I taught you better than that. Yeah. You, I never raised you like that. Mm-hmm. Who you think you are? And, you know, lack of better. He kept shitting on me. Yeah. He kept stepping on me. Yeah. Yeah. And he can't. He come up close and he's pushing me, shoving me. And I give him this look. Just the look. Yeah. Like a glare, basically, because I'm, anything. you know, you know, when you're a kid, you just pace around your room, like, yeah. right? <laughs> so I'm giving him that look, and he's like, "What? What are you gonna do?" Yeah. So he's taunting me. I know, thinking, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They antagonize you, man. You can't oh, turn back. I know that. that. Yeah, and turn he, back. yeah, and you, like you said, I can't turn back. <laughs> Bald my, uh, I made a fist. Okay, <laughs> I made a fist. <laughs> And I attempted to punch him. Yeah, yeah. But before I landed that punch, I get the slap. Okay? But here's here's the messed up part of this. Yeah. Going to what we were just talking about. Yeah. He says, why did you hit me back? <gasps> you, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, I, I'm, I'm being bastos because... I feel threatened. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's not the first time I've been disciplined, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that I was—I actually felt attacked. Yeah. And my flighter, fight, fight or flight, yeah. uh, reflexes came in, and it just happened to—I just happened to fight. Um, I'm not proud of it, but I have—I have had. <laughs> You've had the same. <laughs> we had had yeah. My sister and I have had the same, um, the same encounter with. Our parents, more so my dad. Um, like, you know. So is the dad. Y'all don't want to. Because they're the guys. Here's the crazy part. Um, I, when it happened, because my dad and I, our fight escalated. When it happened, um, I had adrenaline. Like, yeah. I had adrenaline so much coursing you through my anything, body. Anything that, like, when I pushed them back, right, I, like, actually was in shock and surprise of my own strength. Because mm-hmm. he was like, what the, where is this going? You must have been really, really, like, pumped. Yeah, um, and that's because like, we were at such an extremely heated, like, situation. Obviously, me and my dad are, are cool now. I love him to bits. And we, 
it really took me moving out for him to acknowledge that the fights really weren't worth it and that I like before he knew it I grew up too fast for him I had moved out then I got engaged and then I got married and then he blinks and (laughs) that's it like I have my own life going on so unfortunately like at home it would have been super challenging and when I look back it's like oh man some of these fights I wish they acknowledged wasn't like worth it Mm -hmm. and that they would really approach it a different way or maybe stand down that way for the sake of our parent-child relationship it would be more harmonious Mm -hmm. but in the end it's like you know when you um appreciate something more once it's gone yeah like I'm out of the house my energy is gone my I'm sure he probably missed scuffling too (laughs) No, that's why I'm there. <laughs> and that's I'm why stuck in that they're stuck with my sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. Unfortunately for us in the younger generation, and when we get into these situations with our parents, it's it really affects our relationship with them. Mm-hmm. For some, more harmful than others. In our generation, let's just acknowledge the fact that we're just going to have to put in the work more, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And build that relationship with them. And it takes a lot out of a person to have to acknowledge that and work through that because it's frustrating, man, when, they, when they're when they on you like that all the time. Like, it makes you feel like you're a constant disappointment. It affects your self-esteem, your self-worth. Madonna. I'm supposed to be your kid. Like, I thought you loved me, you know? Like, it makes you question. Yeah. You Actually... Yeah. There was a tweet I saw yesterday. Yeah. And it said, respect my elders? Absolutely. Let you disrespect me because you're my elder? No. And I, I agree with that 100%. There's a way of discipline, and I don't know why almost all Filipino parents discipline their way, where it's like one way. I actually think it's interesting because like my mom disciplines me like with her mouth. She runs off, right? She doesn't hit, but she runs off with her mouth, and that's how we escalate. Um, and I'm sure a lot of you guys and your moms can <laughs> can relate with your moms in that kind of situation. But it boggles my mind because her parents, my grandparents, they don't discipline that way. They, like, talk it out. They talk you through it. And whenever I would go at it with my parents, like, I'll run to my grandparents because they will, they may explain what my parents were saying in a much more calmer and level-headed and logical um, way Mm -hmm. than how my parents were doing it, that I actually understand it a bit more Mm -hmm. rather than them, like, kind of at me for it. Yeah. So... A lot of us children always get our backs up against the wall because you're always, we are stuck in this hierarchy of, you know, one-sidedness where the parents are able to come after us like that. And then when you are, when you express and communicate how you're feeling and why you're reacting that way, it's considered disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's considered out of line or bastoso. You know? But like, like going back to my story, like, can you believe that? Like, he thought I'm disrespectful because I'm defending myself. (laughs) See, like that's what I'm trying to like. Come on, man. Like you, you stand up for yourself, and it's disrespectful to them. Like I don't know where that comes from. Like where does that come from? Yeah, I think that's hard for us to explain. That's hard for us to understand. I tried to do research on it, man. 
there's like no explanation for why the parent dynamic is like that for Filipino parents. That's why there's like memes about it. Like uh, I brought, I bought this print from um, from Calligraphy. Shout out Isabel Calligraphy <laughs> Buy her prints, <laughs> her pins, her stickers. Um, and the, I'll show it to you right after this. And the print is called Choose Your Weapon. And <laughs> I can already imagine you don't have to tell me what's there's a chinelas. There is a belt. Yeah. There is a hanger. <laughs> but that is that's that is how Filipino parents discipline, and they say it's Christian discipline. No, it's not. Like you don't you don't need to discipline that way. You know, once upon a time, I got the belt. I got the I got the slipper and the bum. If you want to go old school discipline, you know, my um, grandpa. <laughs> Um, back in the Philippines, like, because I live in the province, I grew up in the province, right? Like, we're in the rural, like, part of the province. Yeah. My grandpa had coarse, um, really large, coarse salt or a sin, and he made me kneel on it. Oh. <laughs> and I had to stay there for like. The, the, you know, that's a half form of torture, right? In schools, they did. Dad actually said that when he got disciplined, they made him kneel on rice. Yeah, but that's, that's that's how they grew up. Yeah, that's I what know. discipline was when they were growing up. Maybe the Western folks here might think it, this is horrible, but even in elementary school, we actually did get disciplined like this. Like for me, for example, I had computer class huh, when the computers first came out. <laughs> and they made me put my back up against the wall or even without the wall. And then they made you bend your knees with your arms out. And then they also oh put God, books on your arms right so your muscles are like burning and you're like sweating so bad not only that i have to tell you the story they're not even my parents that's the thing it is a filipino culture trait right of how to discipline when i was going to school in the philippines we always had like pageants and stuff so how my school is arranged it's like um a semicircle, like a horseshoe yeah right and in the middle is the flagpole and basically, there was this girl, this girl and I were talking so much, but if you can believe, she talked more than I did. <laughs> <laughs> and the teacher was so fed up with her that she made her go to the office, get the pageant crown, yeah. and made her walk um, walk around in a circle in the middle so that all the classes could see, see her. Oh my God. Like, and then like the teacher's like, well, since you're the queen of talking, Eh, napaka princess mo naman eh, ang daldal mo. So, sige ka, ayan, ayan, yeah, lumabas ka dyan. And then, that discipline by humiliation. Like, yeah. that's, that's like, that's like, humiliation, public humiliation. Yeah. Yeah, got the stick to the fingers. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. See, it's not just like parents, it's like, it's all our trauma coming yeah. out right now. Yeah, it's, <laughs> all our trauma is coming out in the podcast. It's like a way of disciplining that they all are familiar with that mm. is normal. Mm-hmm. Right? To them. To them. To them. And we'll, wouldn't wouldn't it be fair that to us it's normal too? We've normalized it. Yeah. But from the outside perspective, they think it's horrible. Yourself. Like people yeah. would like, you know, call the authorities about this. Mm-hmm. But then for us, it's like, okay, this is a normal part of our culture, which really shouldn't be normalized, right? Yeah. Well, look, I believe in a good spanking as yeah. a discipline. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in abusing. Yeah. Uh, as a, as a punishment. At all. I agree 100%. You know, you know there's different methods uh, to punish someone, right? But to demean them or insult them and make them, like you said, yeah. feel insecure. Yeah. It, 
the longer the longer the long term effects outweigh the short term exactly it's harmful it's damaging and you know what let's be honest it creates resentment kids are going to end up hating their parents and they're going to be cut off from their culture their parents because of that type of experience Mm -hmm. right yeah that's tough (laughs) but you know along with that let's can let's continue with other toxic filipino traits Mm -hmm. so we previously mentioned like crab mentality right and that's really bringing each other down um, how about like being constantly uh, judgmental? <laughs> and we're talking about this in a larger form. It saddens me that there there's never a way where some fellow Filipino could just be happy for you. <laughs> It's always a competition. It's always something that I don't know what it is. They always have to shame you about something. If it's not like body shaming, it's like smart shaming. It's like a quality shaming. It's like there's always like an opinion. Why is the knee jerk reaction? For among Filipinos is to, you know, come after each other like that, which is like there's always a retort, there's always a remark, there's always a yeah, you know. I think um, this topic is it's something that's not going to go away anytime soon. Yeah, and it will be tough to change that mentality because let's face it, man. My mom was um, just telling me a story yesterday. She was talking smack. About someone the other day. My our mamas last year. This will take time, guys, okay? Over the weekend, my mom does. Well that's you know you know what these people are. Yeah, you know they're called, right? The the moms like that. They're called the chismosas. (laughs) The chismosas are the worst. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. an own pandemic in itself, yo. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst. The chismosas are the worst. Not the chismos, like, chismis in general is bad, but the chismosas, the Filipina chismosas. Yeah, yeah. Always up in your business. Oh, my God. But when you turn it back on them, they'll be like, hmm, anuka. Like, they get their backs up. They get yeah. so defensive. But they they feel like they have the audacity to get up in your face and get up in your business and have an opinion about whatever that's your deal <laughs> the pole is so far up man so far up <laughs> and a lot of these chismosas are also like pretty proud right like let's be honest I, I, I love Pinoy pride I got pride for my culture I got pride for my heritage I, yeah 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 but there's also where there's like <laughs> proud in a sense where like they're, they're a bit too yeah conceited yeah. a bit too much mm-hmm. about themselves that they make opinions about others when they have no place to do so yeah like translation oh look she got plastic surgery because she looks different oh oh really like they got into that school oh I bet they did something scandalous like <laughs> Oh my god. Why? So my ganyan, ganyan. Like, there's always. Che. Yeah. Che. Tita Che. <laughs> Shout out <laughs> to that, um, yeah, to that comedian. But yeah, but like, why is that? Like, what? Again, we don't know, man. We don't know where this comes it from. It is unexplainable, but I'm sure a lot of you guys relate to it. Oh, sorry, my chair just—I kept on rocking my chair there. I apologize. Well, we could dissect it a little bit. Like, yeah, they're ju- they're just jealous, or they wish they had what they had, or mm-hmm. they don't want to see someone succeed because they're not. Right? Yeah, 
That's true. It really comes down from that. And then, like, for example, I'll even uh, bring up English, speaking English, right? If it doesn't make them feel uncomfortable, we're like, I mananosweed ako jan. On the other end, it'd be like, Ang yabang yabang, like oh that person's so arrogant, right? Look at them speaking, is speaking, is spoken in English. Like, who do they think they are? <laughs> My mom did that too. She's like, ah, oh, the Filipina at McDonald's. She, I'm clearly Filipina. Why she's talking to me in English? Oh, yeah, come on, man. Like, like you live out here, of course. Like the professional working language is English. I mean, McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's. 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 <laughs> That's like the same thing if you were to get mad at a at a Philippine Airlines flight attendant for speaking English. That's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, actually, yeah. It just boggles my mind why we have these, unfortunately, Filipino traits, mm-hmm. like toxic Filipino traits. But I think the most... <laughs> toxic of all that really divides families more than even these other traits that we just spoke about is the attitude about money (laughs) let's talk money y'all let's talk money i'm going to share my story a little bit right to to, to start off yeah uh born obviously here Grew up in the Philippines, then moved back here, right? And then I, you know, started working. I've been working since I was 16. And I went home a couple times. And I, I'll be honest, I have been blessed to be able to go home on my own dime, right? Yeah. But, like, you know, it's not easy. I was hustling, selling shoes at 9 West. 9 West. <laughs> um, right? I save up my money and... You know, I so like I worked in retail. I saved my money and I like go home and I didn't have to ask my parents for money and I could like it felt good to be independent and go home on my own dime. So when I went home for my cousin's wedding, I did a side trip to the province where I grew up. I decided to invite my other cousin. I think I know where this is going. Yeah, same, same. And, yeah, okay. I got stuff after this too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I went home. Um, yeah, so I invited my cousin. I said, hey, man, uh, trip's on me. Can you come with? Because we're close to each other to age. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to have a buddy, yeah. right? And then um, I went home. We went on a bunch of different excursions. Like we went zip lining, We went boating. We ate out. I bought her some stuff, right? All on you. Yeah, man, all on me. And don't get me wrong. She didn't ask for these, right? Fair enough. Like... There are some, let's be honest, y'all, there are some family members in the fills who are actually just full on shameless about asking for money, right? But in this case, she didn't ask me, she didn't ask for this. I I initiated, I offered. Like, I'm not expecting her to pay me back, don't get me wrong, but the very least she could have said was thank you. And before I left, like, my other aunt, she gifted me, like, this hotel stay in Manila before my flight home. And I had stayed there with my other cousin that she had met, too. And I was just so heartbroken. I was like, I worked really hard. And just because I'm from abroad, quote, right, there was this expectation that I would just foot the bill and that it's okay. And I have all this money at my disposal. I was like... 18 19 on like minimum wage retail hustling shoes went home saved up and um you know spent my own money and then 
the very least I could get was a thank you. And I even gave like, I even gave a thousand to her mom. Just, you know, as a way to just, just as a courtesy, because let's be honest, when we have family, like that's kind of a normal thing where you just yeah. like, you, you give a little Humble. here and there yeah. to your relatives. And, um, I was heartbroken and my, when I told my cousin this, um, she, my, my cousin from my dad's side, cause the other cousin I took was from my mom's side. Um, she's like, you know what? If this really hurts you, you should say something. So literally. Tell me you did. Yeah, literally with the last of my load, <laughs> quote, <laughs> the last of like the money in my phone, I called her and I was full on bawling. I was crying. I was telling her like, how could you do this to me? All you need to do is say thank you. That's all I was looking for, just an appreciation. I'm not looking for you to pay me back. Like maybe some other people are, mm-hmm. right? Just because it is their money. Let's be honest. Like, you know, they have their own rights to be able to ask for it back or not, whatever. But for me, my own truth, all I wanted her to, I obviously wanted to share the experience with her. I appreciated her coming on to it. I also just wanted her to just be grateful and be appreciative yeah. in the end. And uh, for a few years, we didn't talk. Like, Wait, what? Did, she didn't answer that text? No, no, we called, we talked in the phone. Oh, 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 oh. And she just let me let it out. And what did and she, she say? And she said sorry. Um, like, 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 no, like she meant it. Yeah, yeah. You sure? Yeah, I'm like, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Because I'm always to me, a skeptical person. <laughs> I know. I believe they're liars until I discover the truth. Yeah, know? but for me, I accepted it back then that she was sincerely apologetic. But I obviously put up a barrier and I didn't speak to her for years. Like, I didn't speak to her for like five years. Do you still talk now? Until I went home and then we went out and like I didn't bring it up and like we just picked up from where we were because like she was my cousin and we were close in the sense that we were buddies like we were close and if only we lived in the same place together I'm sure we'd hang out all the time like I really genuinely enjoy hanging out with my cousin (laughs) and um, that broke my heart also back then like obviously you're like 19 years old you only have so much money and like when you do it out of your heart genuinely and somebody uh, it's more so that they expected that from you rather than, you know, appreciating it as a privilege rather than as an expectation. I'm going to be clear and, you know, this is just, this might offend some of our listeners in the Philippines out there that might be in this situation. For some of us who maybe are from abroad or born here, grew up here or half or whatever, like we're not rich. Mm-hmm. Um, some of us are just normal, you know, normal middle-class folk. We work it, we work hard days and some of us work two, three, four jobs. Right. And yeah, maybe our family sent money back in the Philippines, but that doesn't mean that we're loaded. Yeah. Right. Like it, it's like, we, enjoy helping our family yes but let's not make this an expectation right well yeah this past uh february when we went back home <laughs> like i i purposely took out money so i can help them and like um do what i can you want to enjoy it together yeah yeah and so we did have times where we go out and i'll stop her to pay not that much anyways but there had there was times when i was with a specific cousin a specific male cousin <laughs> where I, <laughs> yeah, well, we were out, and then um, when we were about to pay, like, he didn't say nothing. He, he, it was kind of like, he was just waiting for me to pay already, oh. and I was like, 
the f- man, come yeah. on. Like, he didn't say thank you? No, I didn't oh, get no so thank you. I didn't get no nothing. It was kind of just like expected for me to pay. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, the, what's it called? The Jeepney 10 Peso. I was like, come on, like, you can't do that. <laughs> come on, man. Like, at least pay for mine. Like, Jeepney 2, bro. That's the way I Yeah, that. I was like, come on. Yeah, I know. Like, I took out money for them. And, like, it was fine, but. Like uh, like you said, like a good thank you would be nice. Yeah, that's you all. Know, that's all we're looking side. for. Right? I just don't like where it turns into like expectation. That and like you're taking advantage of me. Yes, because then I'm like, well, what you want? <laughs> like, what do you really want from me then? Mm-hmm. You know, I gotta say, my sister and I have been fortunate. I know some others aren't. We're kind of protected in a sense because we're the younger generation in our family. But, like, I know my mom's generation has faced, like, pressure from their, like, second, you know, degree relatives for money. Mm -hmm. Because they just think, like, hey, you guys live out there. You must have money. Like, you should send some over here. I have to share the story. Oh, my God. My grandma, God bless her, she is like a pushover. <laughs> She's so sweet. Like, she'll give money to everybody, anybody, if she could. She's a bleeding heart. Yeah. And I kid you not, we only found out after she was gone and we were sorting through her things that she had been sending money to his, her brother's wife. Like, low-key, nobody knew for years. How much? Every month. I don't know. I'm just learning about this right now. Yeah, like my grandparents, uh, they're they're (laughs) my government assistants. They don't, they can't work. They're old. Yeah. And for her to take, so um, just to explain here in Canada, if you get received government assistance, it's not very much. It's really whatever's just enough. Like what you can get with food and whatever. Yeah, yeah. And like we were all in shock, like when we started picking out receipts. We're like, what the heck? This whole time, her sister-in-law has been getting money from her, and she's, like, struggling here, and but yet she'll still send them money, and, and none of us knew. And so for all we know, what did she do with that money? Because sure as heck, her brother slash, like, that in-law's um, husband did not know. Yeah. That and so it's a snake move that blew our minds. Like my aunts and I, my mom, when we found out, we're like, Whoa! But I guess also my grandma felt like she had this like obligation, but she really doesn't. It's just she she's got like heart 70, 70 something years old, 73 years old. Like, come on. Well, you know, there's a reason for this, okay? Mm-hmm. There's a lack of money knowledge or i don't know financial financial, literacy financial literacy yes okay i gotta drop it right now we are for sure going to have an episode on that i feel like for all of us fellow filipinos out here we are behind our asian counterparts when it comes to the shmoney game and i want to change that and same we're going to seek out for an advisor to come on in this podcast and help us like you know with budget management or financial literacy because mm-hmm. let's be honest guys we're not taught that at all no we're not at home no nope. yeah well what do we know right you always know western union <laughs> lulier you know you go to the tnt store and the number one economies fill uh ofws 
around the world yeah. sending money back home. Billi- just- yeah, OFWs are uh, the uh, reason for billions of dollars that go back to the economy, the Filipino economy. Yes. And who are OFWs for those who don't know? Oh, for some of you guys or some of you that are non-Filipinos who don't know what OFWs are, these are overseas Filipino workers. Um, it's because of poor infrastructure and corrupt government that Filipinos are not able to get job opportunities and so they look abroad quote you know that's why we are in this diaspora we're spread out across the globe because there are no opportunities to work at home and we need to obviously feed our families support our families and so a lot of them opt to take jobs or foreign workers jobs mm-hmm. um, in Dubai in Hong Kong in Canada right and in, in Africa like that's why there are so many of us across the globe because that is what the system is that has been built mm-hmm. unfortunately due to uh, the nature of how the the gov- government has run the country for decades yeah I don't know that, that's one of the reasons why I think you don't really see that many wealthy pure blood Filipinos yeah the because, generational wealth doesn't exist yeah because yeah, the, all they do is send money send money yeah, send money send money send money and it doesn't I, encourage the rest of the other Filipinos yeah. to kind of rise up on their own yeah. right? and become entrepreneurs and become innovators and become trailblazers. And I also had to say the dynamic that uh, affects that is also in the relationship with families. Mm-hmm. Right? Let's say your mom or your dad goes overseas, right? And they go overseas um, depending on their visa and the setup in their visa and the country's requirements. They're there. They're in a whole different country for years. Mm-hmm. To show that they love you, they send back, you know, balik bayan boxes, they send back, you know, gifts, right? Because, like, obviously they still love you, they care about you. But what happens is when they bring their kid over to whatever country they resign on, it's like a stranger. Yeah. <laughs> and then now you have this parent who's telling you what to do. And then it's like, well, hold on a second. Yeah, I don't know you. Yeah. yeah. And it's like you, it's like a point of contention because... You guys don't really know each other. You haven't. You've spent so many years apart, and then now you have this mom or dad telling you off, and then you're like, uh, "Where have you been in my life?" And then there's still that deep-seated resentment, right? You know, there's still a lot of people like that. I I want to say that you guys are strong. Yeah. Strong, because not many people. That's because that's not a normal lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. For, to to be growing up in, and uh, I don't know it firsthand, but. I know the emotional stress and feelings that you must be going through. And for those who go through that, you guys are strong. Yeah, you know, it it takes being resilient and maybe some um, relationships are irreparable. But for the most part, our hearts go out to you. That must have been hard. That must have been really challenging to grow up in that way. That's the story of our parents. Yeah, yeah. The thing about our parents, they they were like in their twenties when they came to Canada. Your dad was a teenager. <laughs> Your dad was a teenager in the hood, man, in Montreal, man, in the hood. Let me tell you that. Let me tell you that one time. Your dad was a gangster. Your dad is a straight gangster. Why do you think we built like this then? <laughs> okay. No, I'm I'm gonna be honest. I resented my mom for a little bit. Yeah. 
I grew up with my parents, uh, with my grandparents. I was glad that I did. But then when I was growing up and my mom was telling me off, it's like, lady, who are you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't grow up with you and you look at you, you know. How about your relationship with your dad? Was it um, when I, you came back? When I first came back, my dad was like my best friend. Like I was mm-hmm. like to a point where he's like, I didn't even respect him in a fatherly way. And he got like really defensive. It's like, uh, I'm not your buddy, man. You can't Daddy's just girl. like. Hmm? Daddy's girl? Yeah, I was. And then when I turned teenager, yeah, I was his nightmare. (laughs) With boys. No, okay, here. Full disclaimer, you know, my dad was was a flirt when he was younger. A gangster. Yeah, yeah. He was... No, not yet. Yeah, he was and he still... Is man, yeah, that's he's a ladies' man. Spider, man. Yeah, he's a ladies' man. So obviously, they runs just... in the blood, man. <laughs> yeah, you we'll know, talk about not to die, man. <laughs> Hot blood. Yeah, Hot and blood. so he was, um, he was always paranoid. He was always paranoid. Karma was gonna get him through his daughters because <laughs> there's this gangster. Yeah, well, it's, it's called comes. a player's curse. <laughs> That's, no. that's what I know it as. Do you know it as something else? No, no, no. I it's called know. a player's curse. Yeah. When... So are you scared you can have daughters one day? Oh, she. Low key, like <laughs> if I have all daughters, uh, I don't know if I love them more. Like I would love to take care of more of a girl than a than a boy. Yeah, yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. my my little boy, mini me, right? Yeah. But if yeah. it's a girl, like it'll be a princess, uh, like my little princess. Yeah, that's true. But if I get that, then little half Korean babies, out, uh, half Filipino, half Korean babies, hey. send them back to the Philippines. <laughs> you know? Send them to Korea. <laughs> Yeah, they're gonna be popping. Send them some money. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, we gotta send your kids to K-pop. Start the cycle of trauma. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm kidding, but um, long story short, for any of you out there that are you know of the younger generation even second third or fourth generation right let's just um, acknowledge and be mindful that we are fortunate and blessed and privileged mm-hmm. to have social media and internet at our disposal mm-hmm. we can make judgments and conclusions on our own we're a little bit more savvy with you know identifying what's authentic or not don't be oblivious yeah exactly so when it comes to putting in the work with healing you know the relationships between us and um going up against these toxic filipino traits um grow into that power reclaim that power into yourself that you can control that narrative that you can make the choices to fix whatever problems that have been there that are maybe deep-seated and that know that you are in control of improving things and making things better mm-hmm. right like for example maybe some of our parents don't know how to say sorry <laughs> not clearly <laughs> right some of them are passive aggressive <laughs> then they blow up i hate passive aggressive i know like they're worse like i want to spit on them yeah. but you know when we encounter that we are in a state now where we can make these choices of how we can react to it. I think like for me, that's how I've been able to overcome like these challenges with, you know, the toxic Filipino traits in, in, in my family. And that could be the same with other families. I love my family, just to be clear. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm doing this podcast with my family, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. right? But I also acknowledge that there are some uh, cultural traits that occur in Filipino households that are pretty common. How I've 
been able to deal with it is basically take charge of what I can control. And it's either knowing when to lay low and knowing when it's worth the battle or not. Mm -hmm. Sometimes having to even though it's so hard being as a younger person to just humble down just for the sake of, it's like one of those things that that is actually what makes you, quote, a bigger person <laughs> than your elder. But that is all that you can control. You can't control how they grew up and how uh, their experience were shaped. You can't control that that is how their attitudes are, however poor it may be. But what you can control is how you can react to it. What you can control is, you know, taking the initiative, go to therapy. That is something that I want to bring up on another episode one day because one time I mentioned therapy to my mom and she's like, "Hmm, I don't want people to know about my business. Yeah, it's so, it's so nice to know other people's business. <laughs> yeah. But when it comes to your own. But when it comes to fixing your own, like that's something that's so taboo and something like, you know, the that concept exists. of therapy among Filipino parents is like so like... I feel like Filipino parents need to go to therapy. Yeah, they need therapy the most um, because they're immigrants, right? So they've encountered trauma. They've encountered l- language barriers. They've encountered the trauma of being separated from their children. They've encountered the struggle of being a minor minority or even they've experienced racist situations, right? And they've always kind of just put their head down. And then when their kids come over here and for once they actually are in a position of control, they compound that onto their children. They like almost dump it. Yeah. Um, that hurt. They project and, it. Yeah. And that's why they really should consider therapy but it's not a normal thing in our culture it doesn't exist what is therapy yeah therapy or counseling it's not a thing yeah because then most of the time they just be like we got god instead Mm -hmm. but you gotta do a lot of more holistic stuff you also gotta put in your own work yeah it's because it's all they know like whatever they know is all they know they're not open to other methods or approaches but condition to knowing what they but let's go guys let's you know come into our power let's put in the work if you got to talk to somebody you gotta uh, if it's not a friend if you want an outside perspective and you talk to a therapist or a counselor like when my mom when my grandma died all of my family was in the same state of grief. None of us could lean on each other, honestly. And I was in such despair. I really had, and it took, you know, my my boss and maybe HR to tell, it's not that I was um, showing my grief anywhere. I was just like dead inside. And it was like weird because I'm going through work and I was just not engaging with anybody just because I was going through my grief. And I really took them saying like, hey, you should, probably talk to the therapist or the counselor to really get that did out you? I did mm-hmm. and he let me cry and it's great and he was so he was so wonderful to just uh, be an open ear also when it's not close to you like you know it's funny how you can open up to a stranger because you don't feel like you're going to be judged <laughs> versus like a friend or family sometimes you don't don't know if they have come up with a conception in their brain of what you're going through mm-hmm. and so anyways long story short my family wouldn't have thought to suggest that for sure because that's not a normal thing we deal with in filipino culture they would just say just deal with it yeah you're like get over it it. yeah Yeah. get over it it. just like just sleep it off (laughs) 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 no no it was a 
It was free, fortunately. Actually? Yeah, because he was um, he was contracted to my company. Oh, so, you get that benefit? Yeah, yeah, so he comes in every second Friday. What's that called? Employment? It's like a... I don't know. I know there's some... There's a word for it. They have, like, wellness programs. Yeah, yeah, like that. Jobs. Yeah. And some companies also believe in, like, a uh, uh, mental wellness program where they actually provide you with, you know, like, some sort of subsidy or some sort of, like, mental credit. Yeah, so. to... Uh, put into paying for whatever day that you need to see a therapist and stuff. But anyways, we'll crack into that on a different um, different episode. Yeah. So today's we talked about toxic Filipino traits. It is uh, common, let's say, for us now in our generation technology because like I don't like the older generation. They don't talk about this stuff. They don't talk about this. We're a bit more woke. <laughs> <laughs> so to say, because of the age of information, we grew up in the age of information. We grew up in the age of the internet. We grew up with all these other information around us that we're able to associate these traits that are seem to be a common occurrence. We're able to associate therapy and counseling and anxiety and trauma and generational trauma is in the culture, but it's not been acknowledged. And then now, like a lot more and more people are able to actually identify that. Yeah, that is actually what we're all experiencing, what we've experienced at one point. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's pretty much. Do you guys have any other notes you want to share about toxic Filipino traits? I'm sure there's so many. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot. Don't don't uh, forget to share them with us if you guys have some you know you want us to uh, hash out in the podcast. Yeah, because there's we, there's way too much. It's, it's a broad too broad topic. a topic for sure, but well, this is definitely there's a lot one part of it. At the end of the day, all we gotta say is you know. If you just remember to have love and respect and kindness among each other, let's just watch out for each other's back and that way we can elevate the fellow Filipino. Yeah. Right? That might not have happened in the generation of our families or parents, but we're the captain now. (laughs) Yeah, man. All I got to say is it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Yeah, you know, so I'm going to leave it at that one on my part. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So let's switch it to something else fun, right? At the end of everything, at the end of every episode, we got to, uh, what is it called? Switch it to something fun, something trivial. You know, right now we're all at, we're all still kind of quarantined at home. We can't really travel. I miss traveling. Bro, I was supposed to go to Europe this year. Yeah, she was supposed to go to Europe. Where were you going to travel? I thought you were Korea. Korea, Japan. Yeah. So despite the fact that we um, can't do that physically right now, there's no harm in fantasizing about it still. (laughs) So where is the next place you would like to travel to as soon as... You know, we get the all clear post-COVID. Other than what you guys have mentioned, like, is there also another dream place you want to travel to, you want to get to visit? I think I want to visit Australia. Mm, yes. I want to visit Australia. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's on my bucket list. I don't know why, but I, I want to go there. Yeah, that'll be the... Just go to Whistler. <laughs> oh, fuck. F that. <laughs> Too many of them there. <laughs> if you guys don't know, if you're listening from somewhere else, um, Whistler, BC, Canada, it's considered as the another Australia or second Australia yeah. because there's lots of Australians in um, in Whistler. They love um, outdoor sports, winter sports. Even the workers, are, what the heck? Yeah, everybody's Our Australian. Australian. Whistler Everyone. is all Australian people, man. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, how about you? 
Where would you like to travel this soon? You already know. I'll meet you on the other side. I'll go to New Zealand real quick. Yeah, that is her dream place. No, the White House has more COVID cases than <laughs> New, Zealand. <laughs> New Zealand right now. I want to go there. I could go there right now. Yeah, actually, yeah. Uh, what about New Zealand that appeals to you? I think their culture is so cool, like Polynesian culture mm-hmm. and stuff. It's just so fascinating to me. I don't you know come why. back doing the haka. Honestly, I just might. I'll get off that plane in that airport and I'm going to just be banging on yeah. the yeah. It's so cool. I don't know, man. But yeah, I'm going to New Zealand. What about you? Uh, we were supposed to also go to Europe. And my, I still, still dream about it. I really want to go to Italy. Um, Florence, I want to go to Amalfi Coast, Positano. I love food. I love just the Italian architecture. And, you know, I'm still feeding for that, still dreaming of it. My background is it. (laughs) So when this is all over, I hope to do that. But nobody knows when this is all over. So that's why you guys got to keep on tuning in with us during the quarantine on this podcast and well with that said we just want to thank you guys again for tuning in um by the way we just want to let you know that if you have any other ideas any other thoughts you can now email us um you can email us at contact at filipinofridays.com um actually you can contact any one of us if you're more comfortable there's oj ojay at filipinofridays.com there's archia a-r-c-h-i-a <laughs> at filipinofridays.com and there's also me archie hey at archie a-r-c-h-i-e at filipinofridays.com so if you feel free you can also dm us on filipino fridays podcast on insta don't be shy let us know yeah slide we love you yes yeah, slide, slide and shoot us the dms shoot your shot we're gonna answer for sure. Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Email us, and um, we got some really exciting episodes coming up uh, with you guys. And uh, we just want to kind of give you a little bit of a tidbit. So, if some of you are following us on the Insta, you already know there's gonna be hot, 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 hot episode, a dating episode <laughs> with the Pinoys. You want to give us a little preview of what you're gonna share, OJ? <laughs> I don't know, man. There's no visuals on yeah. this podcast. Shoot. It's going to be an explicit, mature podcast. I will. I will. Y'all ain't ready for this. It'll be a good one, Trust. Yeah, me and our chair are going to take a step back for this one. We're going to let the boys shine. So OJ and two other friends are going to jump in, and they're going to share their dating experiences as Pinoys because they have experiences dating Filipinos and not Filipinos. Mm-hmm. Right? So Well, not only that, it's going to be good as well episode but we have a a really good lineup coming up in the next few weeks right yes that's right we got a music episode coming up uh we got a food episode coming Mm -hmm. up we got a film experience we got an immigrant experience um we also have an artist experience it'll be our first guest too yeah so it'll be really cool we're so excited thank you to everybody that's reached out and thank you in advance for to our guests that are coming on. We're so excited to have you and we cannot wait for you guys to meet them. I think you'll really, really enjoy hanging out with them. So Y'all yeah. ain't ready, man. Y'all ain't ready. Yeah, it'll be dope. exciting. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it for today's episode. Catch us again on the pod. Watch out for us. Again, this is Archie. OJ. Archia. Let's get it. <laughs>